And a one, and a two, and a three. That's right, it is three stars time on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. So let's hit that cue right now. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, among plenty of others. Also, also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right down to business. It is three stars time where I give out my three stars of the previous week. Now, granted, the week did not end well for the Anaheim Ducks. In fact, there were two stinkers of games, but there was another game before that last week. It was that victory over the San Jose Sharks. So I did have kind of a hard time picking my three stars this week. But I think this is pretty fair. The first star was super, super, super easy. The second star, also pretty easy. That third one, that one was tough. Very tough. I'll explain that later on. All right, so let's get right down to business. My first star of the previous week for the Anaheim Ducks has got to be Ricard Raquel. And I think there is zero question that Ricard Raquel would be my number one star of the week for plenty of reasons. Ricard Raquel did get the game-winning goal, the shootout goal, against the San Jose Sharks. So that was pretty impressive. But I want to talk about some of his other aspects as well. First off, he had that great game against the Sharks. He kind of had a hat trick, right? Right? Yeah. Let's go with that. He had a kind of hat trick. He scored two goals in the second period, including the all-important game-tying goal late in the game. And then he had the game-winning shootout goal that is right now technically Trevor Zegers had the game winning shootout goal but Ricard Raquel was the one that clinched it going through that game he had a very impressive first goal in that game then he had a very impressive second goal on a sweet assist from Uncle Rico but that shootout goal let's talk about that shall we that shootout goal where he just had Reimer beat and he roofed it he freaking roofed it where mama hides the cookies I thought that was a little more impressive than the Zegris goal because the Zegris goal was a good one just him doing his magic but Raquel he kind of went deek 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 and just faked James out of his freaking skates that was an amazing shootout goal probably one of my favorite shootout goals of the entire season and that's saying a lot so that's why I liked him on that first game. I thought he skated fine on the game against the LA Kings. You know, he did have some pretty decent power play time. Had a couple of very good opportunities, including one in close on net that I thought could have gone in but didn't. Just some bad luck. And the game against the Islanders, Ricard Raquel was kind of snake bitten on that game. Raquel did look like he had some pretty decent shots at it. He had, a, he had at least one really good shot that I thought was going to go and did not. So that's just a little bit of bad luck on his end. Look, those things happen. Those things absolutely happen. But give credit where credit is due. Raquel was solid all week long. He had those two great goals. 
and that great shootout goal. So technically three goals in the week. I say technically because the other one kind of doesn't count, but whatever. I'm going to count it. I'm absolutely going to count it. And we don't talk about his awareness off the puck often enough. We don't talk about his forecheck often enough. So I'm going to talk about it right now. The forecheck for Ricard Raquel has been pretty solid this season. He's been very positionally aware. I think more positionally aware this season than in previous seasons when it comes to tracking the puck, when it comes to playing off the puck and kind of being on the right place at the right time. Part of that has to do with who he's playing with. Ricard Raquel hasn't had this kind of talent around him in a long time. To have the kind of young guys playing around him, that helps his game a lot. I'm a little bit surprised that Raquel doesn't have more goals this season. He has 14 goals this season, which is still good. I mean, it's still fine. He does still have 25 points this season. I, I'd be happy with 25 points this season. I'm sure he's happy. He, he's happy-ish with 25 points this season, and he's on pace for another 40-plus point season, which isn't terrible. It's a far cry from his 69 points four seasons ago. Nice. But he's still playing fine. He's still doing good. The shot percentage is still there. The faceoffs are improving a lot, which is also an added bonus to his game. So I just, I see the growth there. I see the growth from season to season. And I like what I've seen this season, at least compared to the previous two or even previous three seasons. Because that 2019 season, there were some moments there where I thought, oh, oh, Ricky, Ricky, what are you doing there? And I kind of questioned him a little bit in the 2019-2020 season. One of my buddies, Piero, he was like, oh, Ricard Raquel just seems lost out there. Like, he's not the same player that he was. But this season, he's evolved just little by little. And you can see the confidence come back. And you can see those little plays coming back. So... All things that I've enjoyed watching from Ricard Raquel this season. And I liked what he did last week. And I hope he continues this into this week. I hope I hope he scores at least one or two goals this week in a couple of very important games coming up. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping he gets to the 20-goal mark this season. And once again, Ricard Raquel, the first star of the week. At least my first hour of the week for the Anaheim Ducks. All right, we are going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, which is where the game starts. And with football season being over, baseball's dead to us. We have basketball. We have the NBA coming down to the wire. And it is March, so you know what that means. It is March madness, baby. You've got all the latest NCAA basketball lines at your fingertips on Bet Online. You could either visit the mobile site or you could visit betonline.net on your laptop. So head over to Bet Online right now to check out the latest props, odds, and lines. Once again, that is Bet Online, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I will give a quick shout out right here to the Mad Hat Hucksters, a local band from San Diego. So definitely check them out online. 
the Mad Hat Hunksters. Awesome band, local. Good guys. All right, so I've talked about my first star of the week already, which was an easy choice, Ricard Raquel. My second star of the week, at least personally, my second star was very, very easy. I'm going to give it to Anthony Stolarz. Now, why am I giving it to Anthony Stolarz when he didn't have a good game on Sunday against the Islanders? Look, I look at the breadth of the entire week, and I thought Stolarz was masterful in the past week. First off, he had that tough game against the San Jose Sharks, went into overtime, went into a shootout, and we kind of forget about that shootout because I thought Anthony Stolarz was freaking brilliant in that shootout. He had a couple of big, big stops in that shootout. I, I Look, I was impressed, okay? I was impressed with that game. I was very impressed with the two stops that he had against Logan Couture and Thomas Hurtle. I thought the Hurtle save... No, the, the save on Couture I thought was really good. That kind of set the pace for that shootout. Hurtle missed. But the save on Couture, you know, Stolarz just kept calm, kept calm, did not bite on any movements, didn't get fooled, and just made a terrific save on Logan Couture. So that was great. But seeing the amount of shots that the Ducks allowed again, 43 shots, yeah, the Ducks did it again. They allowed a crap ton of shots, and they allowed over 40 shots on goal, again. So they had to rely on their goaltender to bail them out, again. And you know who bailed them out? Anthony Stolarz bailed them out on that game. Look, there was a ton of shots. And the Ducks had 12 blocks. I mean, they were they were fine. But the Ducks defense got beat on more than one occasion on that game. I went back and watched it. They got beat a couple of times. And the last line of defense had to bail them out. So, of course, Stolarz had to make a couple of spectacular saves, as he always does. In the past week, three games... He was 1-1-0 with a save percentage of 9.09. And a goals against, well, the goals against, we don't really want to talk about. The goals against was hovering around three, which isn't the best. But I want to talk about not just the Sharks game. Because that one, he was spectacular. But think about the game against the LA Kings. John Gibson just did not have the best of games. And he got pulled pretty early. Well, not, not pretty early. He got pulled Middle of the second. So Anthony Stolarz came in to pinch hit, and he stopped everything. He stopped all 12 shots the last part of the game, and Stolarz kept it four goals for the Kings. And the Kings were coming at him big time, too. Kempe was starting to come at him, and Stolarz just stopped everything. He made himself big in net, and he was good. So I did like the move that Eakins would reward him. I mean... He was going to play anyway because John Gibson was out with an illness. But seeing Stolarz play that third game, you could tell that he had played a lot of hockey recently. And, you know, he did look slightly gassed towards the end there. I mean, he did allow four goals on 22 shots. But still to put that on him, he was fine. He was fine. The defense just let him down. I couldn't think of more than one goal where I thought, ah, oh, he wants that one back. I couldn't do that. Whereas John Gibson, there was maybe one or two that Gibby would have wanted back. Or if you happen to watch last night's Kings game, then you could say, oh, Jonathan Quick, he could have had those. You should have let him. Yeah, Quick was 
awful against the Bruins. Just abysmal. So you see Stolarz put the work in, and you see Stolarz just time and like time in and time out. He prepares. He knows the task at hand, and he knows how to get things done. And even dating back to the previous game against the Calgary Flames, where, yes, it was a loss, but I think about that game a lot. Because Stolarz also played half a game against the Calgary Flames. Yes, it did end up being a loss, but Stolarz only allowed one goal on 22 shots against a high-powered Calgary team, and that wasn't even that long ago. So Stolarz, in his past four games, he's got a 920 save percentage, and that is also including two pinch-hit appearances. So I think we got to give a little bit more credit to Anthony Stolarz than we've frankly given him all season long. You know, he is a vital part of this Ducks team. He is a big part of why they're still kind of afloat in this playoff race, as we have to give guys like Anthony Stolarz just a little bit more credit. And I'm hoping that he gets played, maybe not another game, maybe he doesn't play against the Bruins, but I would like to see Stolarz get just a little bit more playing time as we go into March and April, because I don't think Stolarz has played quite enough games this season, but I'd like to see more of him. That's what I want to see. So far this season, he's made 18 appearances. That's it. It could be more. It could honestly be more appearances. 18 appearances out of 55 games. I was hoping it would be around the 21, 22, 23 mark at this point of the season. So I'm hoping that Coach Dallas Eakins will realize, hey, you know what? I've got a pretty good backup here. I've got a more than capable goalie. So yeah, put put him in right now. Put him in a few more games and see what happens. You never know. You never know what could happen. All right, we are going to head into the second intermission and I will give my third star of the week. And this, this one was tough. So that'll come up after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you drive a Toyota or a Chevy or maybe you drive a Hyundai, then rockauto.com has the parts for you. Why pay full price at the big box store when you could pay half or less than half of that same retail price. Rock Auto has been family owned and operated for over two decades. So if you want to check out the latest car parts, then head over to rockauto.com and in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, yeah. All right, coming up after the second intermission, I will give my third star. Who could it be? Hmm. Stay locked in. Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as I've given out my three stars. Well, so far, two stars. First star of the week, I gave out to the one and only Ricard Raquel. Second star, my second star, was Anthony Stolarz. And my third star, this was tough because not a whole lot of scoring happened over the past week. There was not many goals. But I was like, you know what? Let's look at points. Why not? I mean, there was one guy that 
had a decent game against the Sharks and had a, another decent game against the Kings and didn't look terrible. And he did miss that third game. And I'm willing to think that if he played that third game, he probably would have gotten a point there too. My third star is Uncle Rico himself, Adam Henrique, who got two points over the past week. He had a pretty nifty goal, a very important, not goal, rather, scratch that, an assist. I'm keeping this all in. He had a very important assist in the game against the San Jose Sharks. I talked about him already. That all-important play to Ricard Raquel that tied the game. Henrique was the one that kind of helped things along, and he was kind of the catalyst behind that play. So I got to give Henrique a lot of credit for that setup and give Henrique a lot of credit for staying aggressive against the Sharks and keeping them in it on that particular game. And I'll also give Henrique a little bit of credit on the game against the Kings where he wasn't one of the guys that was completely lost out there and didn't have guys go around him. In fact, Henrique had a decent game against the Los Angeles Kings. He did miss the last game against the Islanders due to a non-COVID illness. So, I mean, that sucks. And the Ducks certainly missed him. And Henrique is just a solid all-around player. He's he's just one of those guys that you don't really talk about a whole lot. But he's quietly becoming that steady presence for the Ducks. Yes, he only has 22 points, but this is limited time. He's only played 33 games this season. This is a player that missed over a month of hockey because of injury. So in only 33 games, he got 22 points. He's already surpassed his total from last season in much more games. With only about 20-something games left, he could break the 40-point mark again this season, which, honestly, if he breaks the 40-point mark this season, then I'd say, yeah, he had a pretty good season. His career high is only 51. He's not a humongous point-getting guy, but he is a finishing player. And when pressed, he can be very good at setting up his teammates. That perfect pass to Ricard Raquel and also had an apple on the game against the LA Kings. So two points over the past week. Adam Henrique is my second star of the week. You know, There was only one goal in that game, but it was a perfect tic-tac-toe type of play, like perfect passing all around Henrique to Getsy Detroit Terry. And Terry was good this past week too. But I decided, you know what? I've given Troy Terry a lot of stars over the past few weeks. I got to give some credit to Adam Henry here. You know, coming back from injury, coming back from being waived last season, kind of being that forgotten guy. And people kind of forget and take Adam Henry for granted when you have guys like Troy Terry, like Trevor Zegers, like John Gibson. We take Henry for granted just a little bit. So... I thought I would just reward him with my third star of the week. All right, a couple notes before we head off for the evening. The Ducks do have a game coming up against the Boston Bruins. The Bruins curb stomped the LA Kings, beating them 7-0 last night at Staples Center. Yeah, the Kings did not look good. Jonathan Quick looked awful. So the Boston Bruins coming into that game rather hot. The Ducks, they need this win and pretty much every win from here on out. They've got a game against the Boston, or sorry, the Ducks did beat Boston two months ago. Yeah, now it's two months ago because it's March 1st now. They beat the Boston Bruins in Boston, that impressive game. I think it was a 5-3 game, if I remember correctly, that was against the Bruins. So now they face the Bruins once again, and they're looking for a little bit of revenge. This was one of Tuka Rask's 
final games as a Boston Bruin before announcing his retirement. So there's that game coming up. Then we've got a game against the Vegas Golden Knights, those dorks at the Ponza on Friday. Then a game against the Chompy Boys on Sunday. And then the Ducks have an extremely important five-game road trip, which we will talk about further down the line. But these are games that the Ducks need to win if they are going to keep their playoff hopes alive. And those playoff hopes are slipping away ever so slowly. But hey, there is still a chance. You never know. Maybe Henrique will play. Maybe, I don't think Solaris is going to play. But maybe we'll see Ricard Raquel just go on one. Or maybe we'll see Troy Terry continue his dominance with scoring goals. So that takes place tonight at the Ponda. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, my three stars of the week. First star, Ricard Raquel. Second star, Anthony Stolarz. Third star, Adam Henrique. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.